This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Presenting Carly and Callum, your serial offenders on Joy 94.9. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Ah, good morning, Melbourne. Good morning. Do you know, I think today's going to be a very good day, Callum. A very good day? I've already been told I'm beautiful. Really? By who? I got off the train this morning. Yeah. Oh, well, I was walking down Collins Street and a man, he was really inebriated and he was asking me for a <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> And I said, no, sorry, darling, I don't. And he said, you are beautiful. Oh. You know what? Today is going to be a good day. Today is a big day. We have reached 350 likes on our Facebook page. Which means we're only 50 likes away from listening to Callum play the trombone to the Wonder Woman theme song. Live on air. I'm really sorry about... I'm apologising in advance now. Um, Oh, no need to apologise. The worse, the better, I feel. Not for people who have to listen to it. Like, if you you just suddenly tune in and there's a terrible trombonist, you know, it'd be... No, it wouldn't be worse than having the bagpipes. That's... Nothing's worse than having the bagpipes. Um, Anyway, big show, big show. We're going to be reading our film noir section out. I'm very, very excited. Yes, so it had to include in the studio with poisoned cereal in the style of film noir. Yes. Thank you very much, Vlad, who um, got in and texted in the topic. Yes, I had lots of fun with that. We also have the uh, directors of, or one of the directors, of Shadow Electric, which is a really beautiful uh, bar in Abbotsford Convent, but they're also running an outdoor cinema at the moment. Fantastic. Really awesome curation. And we have um, a member from Bicycles for Humanity coming in, a charity that is all about getting second-hand bicycles to third-world countries to help enable um, villages and people over in there. And they're having a charity on the 15th of March. We'll let you know how you can get all in on that. Raise some money for a good cause. It's going to be awesome. Going to love it. Going to be great. It's going to be sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a brand new day. Oh, that's got to be my earliest segue ever. No new way. day and by the Shapeshifters. We've done heaps earlier than that before, Kelly. Really? What are you talking about? Really? Oh. Hope you're having a lovely morning. You're on Joy 94.9 with the Serial Offenders, Carly and Callum. Wink. But let me explain. When we die, our bodies become the grass, and the antelope eat the grass. And so we are all connected in the great cereal of life. Joy 94.9. Never. Never ever. So it's time, Callum, for us to read our film noir pieces. So let's do it like last week. I'll read yours and you can read mine. Okay, okay. Uh, We need to thank Vlad, who texted in last week. Um, and was um, gave us our theme. So for our film noir, it was the serial offenders poisoned, killed with poisoned cereal in the studio. Um, who wants to go first? You want to go first or want to go first? Well, I went first last time. So did you? Oh, did I? I can't remember. Neither. You can go first. Okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I will be reading Carly's attempt at the film noir genre. Attempt. I was going to say attempt at mine as well. Don't, don't, jeez. 
Love it. Colonel Mustard didn't go out much. His partner, Reverend Green, was charged with grievous bodily harm to Mrs. Peacock in the greenhouse with the spanner back in 2014. Society was still getting over it. Carly was nervous, and her face showed it. On the rare occasion Colonel Mustard felt the need to contribute to conversation, he spoke with a poetic whisper, leaving Carly Ann to smear the air with the thickness of her nervous chatter. The lift to join 94.9 Studio was a painful journey. Carly Ann already annoyed Colonel Mustard before their interview had even began. Callum was eating cereal and reading the paper at the table in reception. Callum was sus on Colonel Mustard. He'd watched the case closely and was never truly convinced the Colonel was innocent. Carly Ann made the three tea before setting up the studio for their interview. Carly Ann was fiddling with the leads under the desk when Callum found a dead fly on the windowsill. It was almost a maggot. He was reciting the dead specimen's properties. Colonel Mustard swiftly poisoned Callum's cereal and Carly's tea. Out came Carly from the studio and down sat Callum at the desk. Carly didn't care for warm tea, nor did Callum for soggy cereal, so Jeff cleared the dishes, leaving Colonel Mustard agonising over not being able to take over the airwaves as their replacement. Bang! Crash! Bing! Bong! Jeff met his fate in the kitchen with a poison cereal by Colonel Mustard. <laughs> you do that voice so well. Thank you very much. So well. Yeah, I really had a ball doing this one. Love it. Oh, my. Okay, so 0427 Joy 949. How is the story? How is like Callum's voice? What's going on? Also, also, just commenting on this one. Um... Hello and welcome to the studio, David. Good morning. Now, you are the director of Shadow Electric. Yeah, that's right. One of the directors is me and uh, my old mate, Jay Rayner, and together, yeah, we're the, uh, the founding directors. Now, can you tell me, so Shadow Electric is run all year as a bar live music venue? Yeah, so basically we started at the Abbotsford Convent about four years ago, and for the first few years we just operated during the summer months, running an outdoor cinema and a bar, table tennis competition, sort of uh, just a hangout, like a youth centre for adults. Um, <laughs> but um, we sort of evolved... <coughs> And to incorporate live music events. And now we've sort of pretty much been running all year round since last summer and are doing the same this year and hosting indoor band room events and some of you doing a few outdoor bits as well. Uh, and then at the moment, we're in the midst of our sort of peak cinema season. So we're screening films about six nights of the week and generally have one or two music events a week. Beautiful. And so what I found so fascinating was the style of curation that you have got for your movies this season. Is there like running themes that you have through the movies? Um, I think we've sort of, uh, we've we've honed our sort of, um, our, our sort of, curatorial voice over the years um, when we first started we did have a lot of sort of uh, left of center art housey sort of stuff and which was great but it's not necessarily what people want to watch in the peak of summer uh, in an outdoor sort of movie se- setting so we've kind of you know found a nice balance of sort of left of center stuff left of center sort of contemporary stuff and then also uh, like a lot of music documentaries uh, we've got a really amazing sound system there like more powerful than any other sound system you're going to find in any other cinema and so music documentaries really sort of tear the roof off there the uh, opening night film this year excuse me <coughs> 
opening night film this year was uh, Talking he- Talking Heads Stop Making Sense, oh, a concert beautiful. film. Yeah. And it was pretty much just turned into a party with people <laughs> dancing in the aisles. And that's not the first time that's happened. Uh, we showed LCD Sound System Shut Up and Play the Hits. I think oh, we showed that about nice. f- yeah four times the year before last. And we showed the actually showed the unedited uned- uh, unedited concert footage, which goes for four hours. And it was like being at a gig at the Forum. You had like people jumping around up the front. You had the music nerds in the middle sitting down, and then you had like you know people like sipping on drinks trying to pick up up the back. So it was kind of <laughs> sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was exactly like being at a gig. So you know that's we're really passionate about music documentaries, and that sort of generally takes up ten to twenty percent of our program. And then it's just got to do with what's coming out. You know what's coming out um, um, from. You know what's coming out from the studios in Hollywood. What's what's coming out off the festival circuit. What we find exciting, and then also what uh, what sort of uh, older f- titles are now available to us. Um, you know, in the digital realm. So you know, we've got our uh, Zach Hepburn is our sort of pr- program director this year, and he's uh, he's sort of pretty well known cat around town in the film industry. He's a film correspondent for ABC Morning Radio. He also is um, on television a fair bit, and sort of uh, also writes to the age and a few people, and absolute sort of um, kind of charismatic film nerd so um it's good to have some like him on board to sort of make the big educated decisions you know as to what you're gonna play now it's no movie cinema unless you have tight ass tuesday yeah that, that's <laughs> that's correct yeah it's pretty much in the charter of uh, getting a, a cinema license if such a thing exists. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. you just won't Succeed if you don't have Tired Ass Tuesday. And you've got Charlie's Country playing um, on one of those days, which is one of my favourite Australian films now. I've seen it a couple of times. I don't think I've seen it or know anything about it. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. Thank you. Yes, it's a Rolf to her film. It's a, as, as a lot of his films have sort of concentrated on Indigenous Australian sort of subject matter and, and themes. And, uh, yeah, this one has really sort of gotten sort of a lot more wide, lot widespread acclaim than sort of some of his other films even. Like Ten Canoes was his sort of other big film. Ah, uh, yes. It uh, may have even been nominated for an Oscar for Best Foreign Film, I think. I think that could be correct. Yeah, be it's correct. done all in subtitles, so it's the native language. Oh, fantastic. Um, in, it's uh, based around Cairns. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and yep. uh, next week we've got something a little bit little bit more uh, familiar to a lot of people. We actually got our Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I've been re-watching Twin Peaks because it's coming to back. Yeah, 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 I think a lot of people oh, are yeah. Yeah, right fantastic. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's actually selling like hotcakes, so I wouldn't sleep yeah. on that one. And that's it's going to be a really good one. I, I'm not sure if you guys have been down there to the comment, but you know, one of the, the main parts about the Shadow Electric isn't just the films; it's the experience overall. You get there and you sort of get a drink and you get some food, and just as it gets dark, about five thousand bats fly over oh, from, nice. from Yarraben to. It's almost like the curtains opening, but instead it's all leathery and flappy as it goes <laughs> by the screen. That's exactly <laughs> right. So as our uh, leathery, flappy bats are flying overhead, the mm. screen rolls. The best Kind of and it all just you know the atmosphere kicks in. I think for for Lynchian kind of content, um, that'd be that will work. That would really be could, could you train them to sit in front of the screen and then when Firewalk with me starts, have them fly off? Do you have enough time to do that? Uh yeah, yeah. I've actually yeah, I've got people working on that right oh, now. Good yeah. man, yeah. very good yeah. man. Yeah. But also very fitting for tomorrow's date. Yes, yes, Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Friday the 13th, yes. Yeah. So I think we're going to try and get them to sort of, you know, maybe drop ice cubes into people's drinks or something like that. <laughs> a so, little yeah. bit spooky. Yeah, well, we Although are... be careful of... Oh, they carry some sort of hideous disease. Can't remember which one it is. Yeah, not our bats. No? No, of course not. We only use the <laughs> finest bats. Oh, yeah. oh, of course, I see, yes. You have 
Finally, bread back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so tomorrow night, for Friday good. the 13th, we are showing the classic Scream. So um, that will be... The first one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Very so that, nice. that will be that will be a riot outdoors. And that kind of stuff it really works well in that kind of environment where everyone can kind of, you know, yell you, and you laugh. You'd freak out so much more, though, wouldn't you? Because you're out and about and you're like, oh, great, someone's just going to sneak up behind me while I'm watching a movie and kill me ironically. It's, Fantastic. It's, it's, it's in a convent that was built, you know, over 100 years ago as well. Oh, just it's just awesome. Yeah, it's a creepiness. So I, I would get onto that one. I was selling pretty well. well actually, let's just, if we want to touch on that twelve dollars Tuesdays, there are a few other interesting ones. A girl walks, walks home alone at night, which is um, an Iranian vampire film. Mm. So, she, do you think there'll be many girls doing that after the film? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. So um, yeah, we uh, always recommend to. Uh, Make sure you check public transport op- options before you um, get there. So that's probably the other really good, exciting one. Beautiful. So where do people go if they want to get involved and come see a movie? So there's always good old Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowelectric. And then our website, which is shadowelectric.com.au. And if you're especially interested in the Tuesdays, uh, shadowelectric.com.au slash Tuesdays. So, yeah, get on to it. Tickets for the whole season are really starting to sell pretty quickly. Yeah. And which is great because there's nothing more fun than going to a, a cinema when there actually is a bunch of people that are really excited to be there. Yeah. It, sort of, it gets a little bit sort of, you know, when you're there and you can't, you're hearing your own laugh echo, it can be a little bit daunting. So, yeah, so the, the, the sessions are starting to sell really well. So uh, it's a fun time to be down there. Now, I went and saw the Fella Cushy documentary a couple of, or oh, like two weeks ago. And so the chairs are comfortable. The sound's amazing. Just take a blanket and you'll be fine. Take a blankie. Um, and I'd also, so recommend going to see the bands. So yeah, 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 yeah. We've got Jen Chloe coming up doing a seven, uh, her seven-inch launch, and uh, Hate Rock playing there in a few weeks. We just had World's End Press the other day, and we had the guys from Closet did a party there on Australia Day as well. So yeah, there's a whole sort of other sort of program of other events going on there aside from just um, cinema. There's a lot of sort of band music and in the colder months we even do a little bit of theatrical stuff also. Oh, awesome. That's very artistic. Well, we'll have to get you back when it's winter. Great. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> thanks yeah, for thanks coming so much on. for coming in. Uh, David Chestwick from Shadow Electric there. Go out, have a nice time, enjoy some well-trained bats. That's, yeah, yeah no, do it. For your daily vitamin C, listen to Carly and Callum on The Serial Offenders. Joy 94.9. 22 minutes to nine, and we do have Matt in the studio from Bicycles for Humanity. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Me in. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Bicycles for Humanity, if you please, and thank you? Uh, sure. So Bicycles for Humanity is a volunteer-run charity organisation. It's global, but... Each chapter is completely independent. So there's chapters all over the world. The mm-hmm. first one in Australia is in Melbourne. And now we have one in Sydney, one in Perth, one in Adelaide, and one also in Auckland. Oh, nice. So we're focused on breaking the cycle of poverty through um, providing sustainable transport, uh, obviously in the form of a bicycle. So what we do is we get that old bike from the back of your garage or your yard mm-hmm. or your stairwell wherever it is, and we pack it into a 40-foot shipping container with about 400 other bikes, and we send it somewhere where it will be used and may actually make a huge difference to someone's life. Fantastic, because it gives them easier access to water, for travel, to work, to, to get to school, all those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. So the general statistic is a bike in the developing world means that you can travel twice as far, twice as fast, and carry four times as much. So you're exactly right. This means access to education, healthcare, fresh food and water, economic opportunity, and an even wider community, which is vitally important, of course. Awesome. 
Fantastic. And we're just reusing those bikes that have been sitting there doing nothing for yeah. ages. With, with their t- tyres just going flat in the garage. Yeah, I yeah. feel like many, many households in Australia would have at least two bikes well, that are ready to get on that shipping well, No, no, that's, shipping that's right. The, the whole project is based on the idea that everyone has an old bike at mm. the back of it, and they kind of do. You mm. know, that's, that's clear because we've set up partnerships where... The bikes just keep on coming, you know, and, and really our challenge as a volunteer-run organisation is keeping up with the volume of bikes that we get with volunteer time and also funds to, you know, fund shipping a, a 40-foot shipping container yeah. over to mostly Africa at this point. Yeah, fantastic. Um, do you know roughly how many bikes you've shipped so far? Uh, about 4,500. Oh, uh, So we, we're just currently packing container number 12, nice. um, and that's over the last... Well, the last few years. I mean, we, we kicked off in 2009, so uh, we're going a little while. Uh, that's that's almost 1,000 a, a year. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, given, given there's no administration, there's no, no one paid, um, we're, we're pretty happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be very proud. Very nice. And you are running a drive, ride, supporter motion at the moment, aren't yes, you? Yes, we're right in the middle of kicking off the <coughs> excuse me, the Melbourne to Namibia challenge. So this is a, a kind of self-run uh, ride challenge where you commit to riding 110 kilometres over three days in the mm-hmm. middle of March and hopefully meet us for our finish event down at South Wharf on the uh, 15th of March. Um, and when you do that, there's a small fundraising kind of goal to hit, which is $110. So the kilometres match the dollars. And the whole idea behind this is it's 11,000 kilometres to Namibia from here, where many of our projects are based. And so getting 100 people to ride 110 kilometres kind of covers that distance, both figuratively and literally, and, uh, nice. and provides the funds to ship more bikes at the same time. Now, it's important for me to say that uh, if you raise $110, we send you a riding support pack uh, with a whole lot of stuff, uh, lights, bike computer, a bike bag. It's actually over 200 bucks worth of stuff. So, you know, I hate to use the hang words... On, hang, hang, I, hang, I know, on, I know. hang on, <laughs> I hate to use the words no-brainer when associated with a charity <laughs> event, but... Um, it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty good deal, and of course you know if you're new to riding, this is a, a possibly quite a, a a reasonable challenge to to You've look at. You've got a month. That's but that's like you got a few weeks to get ready, and then three days to cover. And you could do 11, 10 kilometer rides over those three days. Yeah, exactly. Or nice and crazy ones. You know, just take it at whatever pace you like. But it's always going to be good for you. I mean, riding makes you healthier and happier, and. Yeah, all of those benefits. I um, recently gifted myself a bike and just started riding again, and I absolutely adore it. Okay, well, we'll have oh, to well, get on board. Oh, you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I'm already thinking I've got a, I've got a riding buddy who's a much better rider than I am, but then I have... Um, he's got, like, a mountain bike and I have a road bike, so it's uh, really easy for me to keep up with that. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> until, you, until you go on the single track. Then yeah, and then I am absolutely <laughs> bugged. Um, but, yeah, so I'm like, all right, I'll get him involved. I'll get my sisters involved as well. We'll see what we can do. Because um, it's an awesome idea. Um, do you... How do you police how many kilometres people have done, or is it like an honour system? Well, look, uh, once once we get close to the point, um, I mean, the plan is that you, you raise the funds before the weekend, we send you the bike computer, and you're able to log those kilometres on the bike computer, and we're just putting the functionality in place that you will be able to, you know... Uh, plug that into your fundraising page you can set up when you go to the website at yep. bicyclesforhumanity.com that said um, 
you, you could not ride. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> they're not going to not take your money because you didn't no. ride. We, we, we would prefer that you got the benefits of, of, of doing the ride and everything. But, you know, um, the, ultimately the result for us is, is we want to fund more bikes to yeah. the developing so, world. So, you know, let's be clear about that. Yeah, <laughs> my, my money's going to a charity, not going to be... Not, not going to be devastated if uh, there are a few white lies about the amount of distance you've gone. No, I, I don't think we're going to come track you down about that. <laughs> but uh, reaping benefits all the same for healthy living. So, indeed. yes. Wonderful. Well, uh, how do people get involved? Well, look, the, the best way is go to the website, bicyclesforhumanity.com. Um, and you can follow the links from there. Up on the front page is a, a big, uh, you know, um, poster. You just follow the links through. You can register there. Um, it will obviously, you know, send you an email, so you can activate it. Um, just check your spam folder, of course, always with uh-huh. those things. Um, and then once you've done that, you can set up a fundraising page. Once your fundraising page is set up, then you go tell your friends and family to support you. Give me money. It's yeah, for a good cause. Right, and I can get some stuff. Um, yeah. And then... And then hopefully meet us down at South Wharf on the on the final weekend. So you finish your final ride planned to end there. Nice. And we've got a we've got an event with a whole lot of stuff going on, which I will release the details of soon on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Still finalising a few bits and pieces. Well, we've heard it here first, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. Wonderful. Well, uh, looking forward to getting involved with uh, bike riding for humanity over much. I'm not going to do it, but oh. I have got my brother and my stepdad who are fanatic, okay, and great. I'll make them do it, and I'll donate. <gasps> Maybe okay. Jess and I could <laughs> go on a ride date. Oh, any excuse to go out on a date with well, my brother. Well, he's handsome, okay? <laughs> just, just leave me be. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, awesome. Have a great day. Um, if you have a bike that's sitting collecting dust in the shed, give it a new lease on life. It's like going to the RSPCA and picking up a dog. You know, do it. Do it now. Fun people. Fun shows. Joy 94.9. How to do it. Um, are we going to do a little bit of a reread? Yes, about definitely. But this time we're going to read our own. So, Callum, okay. take it away with your. Uh, do you have the film noir bed? I do. I do. Put it on. I've made that bed and I'm going to lie in it. The elevator dinged as it reached the end of its journey, the ninth floor. I found myself at the top of a building, a glass security door standing between me and my next case. It was early. Too early for me to be out of bed and far too early for anyone to even consider committing murder. Yet there I was. I did my best to stifle a yawn as a short man with a moustache and cardigan opened the door for me. A cardigan? Really? In this heat? His red-rimmed eyes told me he'd been crying and I didn't blame him. From what I'd heard, these kids were only just getting into their stride, starting to make a name for themselves. What a pity. They would have been big. As I was led into a soundproof studio, I glanced up at a TV screen hanging from the ceiling, a digital clock ticking quietly away, its face indifferent to the wasted talent that lay before it. Plastered over the bottom of the screen was, It's seven minutes past seven. As I got out my notepad, I couldn't help but think, It's handy. I wouldn't even need to check my watch. A young, handsome man lay slumped in a chair in front of a desk covered in buttons and dials, one hand still tightly clutching a spoon, a spilt bowl of cereal slowly soaking into the carpet at his feet. On the floor opposite lay a girl face down in her own bowl, purple fringe dripping milk over the side. It was the ultimate irony, poison in the cereal offender's cereal. If it wasn't such a tragedy, I might have smiled. 
A red light flashing in the corner caught my eye. With every pulse of light, it seemed to yell, Watch what you say, because when the mics are on, there are no secrets. That was almost true. There was one. Who killed the serial offenders? Who did kill them, I wonder? <sighs> now, are we going to go straight to mine, or are we going to... I reckon go straight I to yours. So, while it's fresh, while we'll it's fresh. It. All right. Okay, let's go. Colonel Mustard didn't go out much. His partner, Reverend Green, was charged with grievous bodily harm to Miss Peacock in the greenhouse with the spanner back in 2014. Society was still getting over it. Carly was nervous, and her face showed it. On the rare occasion Colonel Mustard felt the need to contribute to conversation, he spoke with a poetic whisper, leaving Carly Ann to smear the air with the thickness of her nervous chatter. The lift to join 94.9 studio was a painful journey. Carly Ann already annoyed Colonel Mustard before their interview had even begun. Callum was eating cereal and reading the paper at the table in reception. Callum was sus on Colonel Mustard. He'd watched the case closely and he was never truly convinced Colonel was innocent. Carly Ann made the three teas before setting up the studio for their interview. Carly Ann was fiddling with the leads under the desk when Callum found a dead fly on the windsill. It was almost a maggot. He was reciting the dead specimen's properties. Colonel Mustard swiftly poisoned Callum's cereal and Carly's tea. Out came Carly from the studio and down sat Callum at the desk. But Carly didn't care for warm tea, nor did Callum for soggy cereal. So Jeff cleared the dishes, leaving Colonel Mustard agonising over not being able to take over the airways as their replacement. Bang, crash, bing, bong! Jeff met his fate in the kitchen with the poison cereal by Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Beautiful. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, our, uh, our little take on film noir. Um, head to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash serial offenders. Like the one you liked most, which means you're going to like mine. Um, no, man. Um, oh, oh, hello. Someone's texted in. Those low voices are making me moist. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> it's I, an anonymous I, text. I uh, and it. it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, head to the Facebook page. Let us know what's what's. Who's got the stuff? Who's got slightly less or more? You know, all the fun things. The cereal offenders are better than a big breakfast, but less nutritious on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation. Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.